Hello, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard, alongside none other than John Tesh. John, how you doing? I'm very excited about your guest because this is so, when, when you were talking to him, you were thinking, "Oh, I got to talk to John." Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent, because this is you. So our guest today is, is Dr. Wallace J. Nichols. Now he and I, we talked. What you don't know about this is that he and I had another half-hour conversation after I stopped recording that could have been a second podcast. That's wow. how that's how much I enjoy talking to guy. He's a marine biologist. For those of you that don't, that don't know, that was that's like a that's one of those back pocket things where I always wanted to be, be a marine biologist. But the the thing about this that's really true, his his book. Sorry, let's get let's get the actual information that is useful to you people out. His book is called Blue Mind, and we're going to talk about all of the ways that being near, in, or on water benefits us psychologically. So uh, he, he's done studies. He's a marine biologist, but he's done studies on the psychological effects of being near water. And the reason why this is such a big deal for John, for you, is because this is the most anecdotal truth that we've ever experienced. Right. There's nothing right. you like more yeah, yeah. than sitting down at a place where you could see the water and having food brought to you. That yeah. is like, yeah, that's, that is it. Your, that's your that's thing. It. That's it. And you know, um, does he talk about the negative ions and all that stuff? Or is it just the water? It's, we, we, he talks about a lot of the elements, the scientific right. elements of it right. and how they quantified it. So right at the beginning, again, I, I tried to get out what what is it that, what is this blue mind effect? And so he talked about fMRIs that are done of people right. who are in, near, or even shown pictures of water and what that does to our brains. We talk about why we would, uh, why why that would be uh, um, baked into us that we would want to be near water. Um, the the ionic effects as well as the mammalian right, dive great. reflex is another thing we talk it. about. So we talk it. about all of it, but really the bottom line is. You need to be in water. I mean, we're going to talk in the details about why water is important, but whatever it is, and he even says, if it's the local YMCA pool, then let it be the YMCA pool. If it's a bathtub with with candles, let it be a bathtub with candles. But being in water is something that's a part of us as humans that we need to be doing. So is this going to be- he pulls biblical stuff too. (laughs) He pulls biblical, he pulls ancient writings and and the relationship that humans have with water from from prehistoric times. It's all in there. So uh, I know you brought a clip, right? So because we're gonna have other stuff we have to talk about before we get to the interview, but uh, set, set the clip up here. Yeah. So basically, in talking about the benefits of water, one of the things that he talks about is what being in water keeps you from doing, not just what be- what water does. So here's some examples of an ancillary benefit that's not what water does, but what water protects you from. So when I was uh, going through the chemo treatments, uh, I, you guys were great taking me to the beach. And, uh, but then I, then I took sailing lessons. Right. And I, re- I, want, I really wanted to get out on the water and like, you know, read a book and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I wanted to learn how to sail so I could go uh-huh. by, by myself. It, and, and, it's, and it's amazing because you, 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 you don't ever pull your phone out. Like, to no, this point. it's like Be, driving a stick gonna, You just might as well just throw it overboard. Right. You know? so, and and it's, so it's a great excuse. It's like, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. Right. I'm sailing. You, know, you have right. to have that response on your phone. There's no, yeah. there's no, uh, there's no reception really right. out there. That's yeah. another yeah. benefit. Yeah. They, don't, yeah. they don't have cell towers yeah. in the middle of the yeah. Pacific. But here's the thing. I'm going to switch to rowing uh-huh. or, or rafting because somebody forgot to tell me that the, the sailing thing, it's a lot of work. You remember you sailed, you yes. sailed together. We, yes. we took a course together. I, I, look, together. it is a ton of work. There's a reason. It's, no, it's not relaxing at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think once, when you're learning, it's really difficult and it's good for your brain. But once you, you have- yelling at me? Once you have it down and you're comfortable doing it, then it becomes, you know, it becomes the rhythm. It's just like Tai Chi. You know where your body has to be. And so you, you find the flow. I think you were, you never got- no, you never no got flow. expert enough no to flow. find the Just flow. fear. I got fear, and then I, <laughs> then I quit. And I'm going to take. I had it. like six hours left too. I didn't yeah. have to go back and get those you, guys. Go, go do the six hours. Yeah, go yeah. do. All it. Right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, so listen. Speaking of, of water, uh, there's a new poll just out that uh, 99% of women say they would would not want to stand even next to their significant other if he was wearing a speedo at the pool oh, on yeah. the beach. This was a poll from YouGov of 1,000 women. 99. This is like. One woman said, <laughs> said yeah, I, no, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was so, she French? Yeah. So a spoke yeah. So a spokesperson for Speedo, we have a quote. They defended the whole thing saying, uh, the Speedo was originally designed in the nineteen sixties to reduce drag yeah. while, while giving support and providing freedom of movement for competitive swimmers. There you go. So you so we've talked about I've seen before. you in a Speedo. Well, yeah, I played water polo in right. high school and college. Right. I swam in high school. I ha- I got to a point where I was very comfortable wearing a Speedo. And so because I'm comfortable and I'm aware that other people are uncomfortable, uh, I would very, very uh, 
conspicuously. Yeah. I would wear Speedos under my trunks. I right. would take my trunks off and then just start walking around the pool area in a Speedo, which would be very off. But in, in American resorts, you can't really do that the same way. You, if, you were, if we were in the French Riviera, nobody would bat an eye. But if you're in Santa Monica and you're walking around in a Speedo, people are looking at you. And, and so I've, I've, enjoyed the, I've enjoyed bothering people with that, specifically Gib, my significant other. Gib used to wear his, his Speedo out in Malibu, and he'd take a... Uh, and he'd pull it down as far as he could, right? And then he'd take a surfboard, and he'd hold the surfboard under his arm, and then he'd pull the surfboard down just just, just above the speed. So right. it looked like he was so walking, walking and he naked. was completely naked. Yeah, it looked yeah. like it because you're walking. That's the surfboard right. covers. Yes. I would even sometimes I was so proud drape my trunks across the surfboard, like on the nose. <laughs> That's right. So you're like, wait, he's not wearing anything, and I see this. So that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Look, I get it. I get that it makes people. I get why it makes people uncomfortable. It's it's not covering a lot. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, I see it. We're, we're, still, we're still going to be talking to Dr. <laughs> okay. Wallace Nichols, the author of Blue Mind, but I wanted to, uh, one more thing is I was just reading about this, a piece on the show about how Amazon, uh, of course, they own uh, Whole Foods now, they're testing new technology, that it's going to scan your hand for yeah. payment. So I thought it would be the eye, but they're saying that the, it, can, it can assess your hand's shape and size and then charge the credit card linked to your Amazon account. So I guess all hands are, are uh, not the same, huh? Well, you, it's, it's, a, it's well, like yeah, finger, yeah, right, yeah. fingerprints on steroids, right? No, so okay, it's yeah. everything about your fingerprints plus a whole bunch of other elements. The, I think the reason why the, why the eye scan is not, is not happening is the sanitariness of it. Oh, yeah. You know, because yeah, yeah. you, you have to put your close. face at yeah. the exact right spot. <laughs> people are, you know, you've got to deal with people that are 311 and people that are 611. It's hard to have. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to have that position correct. Yeah. And then, uh, and then on top of that, you're, when you put your face on stuff, that's a lot of germ transition right into the. Well, we can, well, apparently we can check this out. We're headed for New York and they're, they're testing it on uh, Amazon. is testing it on vending machines in Amazon's New York office. So we have to get uh, invited to the Amazon New York office. Yeah. Finish yeah. that book so we can have a bestseller that Amazon invites. There we go. Of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to uh if you if you want to get your hand scanned, it's coming up. What I love about this is that Bezos has uh engineered away the apocalypse. Nobody's gonna have to get the mark of the beast anymore because we already have our palms. So, you know, so now we're not gonna have the no more book of revelation. We're we're done. No mark uh, of the beast. Oh, okay. We just, just use uh, your hand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, people are now running away from the radio with their. Uh, it's a podcast. They, they they're running away from forward. whatever their thing is with their hair on fire. <laughs> All right, set us up here. Okay, so here is. Uh, uh, oh, and by the way, uh, speaking of, of of online sales, we have the Tesh dot com store. Uh, where you can buy all of John's CDs and uh, and books, uh, as well as a new book when it comes out. But also, we're we're toying with some ideas about about some podcast merchandise, um, uh, with based on based on some of the gimmicks that we do on this on the show. So uh, check there. There's a link in the show notes of how to get to the store. Also, we have to get we're in the we're in the post production stage of our PBS special, and we have to get we have to release the single of uh, of your performance of Hallelujah. Because yeah, we're yeah. getting so many requests for that, so uh, let's get all going right, here. So, let's all right, going. Wait, turn the mics on after we're after, during this interview. Yeah. We'll record. Uh, but here is my interview with Dr. Wallace J. Nichols about uh, about the benefits of the Blue Mind. Dr. Wallace J. Nichols, author of the new book. Well, it's 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 been out for a little while, but it's still a great book. Blue Mind. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of our show today. We really appreciate it. Oh, my great pleasure. Yeah. Now your. Your book is something that I have seen in my own life, uh, and, and it is something that I have experienced. And I think a lot of us experience anecdotally, but you've really put it to the, you put it to the rigors. I mean, you're a scientist, so you you have you have the data to back this up. But this idea that that being around large bodies of water benefits us physically and emotionally. Uh, I mean, it's again, it's how, how how do you how do you turn what we know anecdotally into something scientific? How did you come to that conclusion? Well, you're right. It's a it's a familiar idea. It's it's an idea that's been around for, literally for millennia. It's very intuitive. You know, I'm Captain Captain Obvious here. Right. But it is really important to understand ourselves and understand this relationship. And you know, you you can understand gravity by just dropping a ball. You know which way it's going to go. Right. But when we study the science of gravity, it allows us, you know, to put people on the moon. Right. Uh, it gives right. us it gives us you know physics gives us equations uh, gives us technology so it's the same thing with this idea of blue mind the more we understand it the more we can uh, apply it to our lives um, make our lives better we can heal those who need it the most our first responders our veterans etc and so that's really that was really the challenge that I, I put to myself was to kind of fill that space and describe pull together the, the latest and greatest research 
uh, around our brain on water and make it available, not just to the scientific community or to academia, but literally the, the mission is to share Blue Mind with every single person on the planet. So that's kind of what we're up to, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, so again, how do you, uh, how do you quantify it? Because I, I know that I love being underwater, but what is that, you know, what, how, how do, what is that actually doing to my body physiologically? Yeah, so scientists go at it in a number of ways, and the best studies use several different tools. The first one is you ask people how they feel, and you believe them and you write it down. <laughs> you can also measure stress hormones in saliva. Mm. We, can, uh, we can measure heart rate, breathing rate, skin temperature. Um, we can also put on an, an EEG, which measures electricity in the brain, and see how people's brains respond to their environment. And then the most clunky version is an fMRI. It's a, literally a brain scanner, and it's expensive, uh, it's, it's clunky, you need to go into a, a special laboratory and slip your body in there. And so if you use all of those techniques uh, to understand this question of your brain on water, what you find is unanimously uh, being near, in, on, or underwater, assuming that you want to be there, that's a key point, so uh, when you oh, say assuming that you want to be there, like, are, are you saying if, if you have like an inherent fear of water or drowning that it, it counteracts the benefits? Right. You can. My mom has a lifelong fear of water. And if I said, hey, mom, let's jump into the pool, she would immediately get stressed out. Or if mm. I say, hey, mom, let's go for a swim or a surf. She said, no, thank you. Please <laughs> don't make me do that. Uh, but also, if you know, if the water is is filling your basement. That's not blue mind. That's red mind. If it's dripping through your ceiling and right. you don't want it to be right. or flooding your community. Uh, so assuming you, you're where you want to be relative to the water, <laughs> it is a, uh, it's an on ramp to mindfulness, to relaxation, to calm, uh, even to creativity and romance. And if you're listening right now, you're probably thinking, Oh my gosh, you're so right. My most romantic moments, have been by the water. My most creative moments are in the shower. Mm -hmm. My most relaxing days were spent at the beach and so on. So it, again, it's intuitive, but when we, when we bring the scientific method uh, to this question, uh, unanimously we're finding you know, it, it's true. And there are all these different cool facets to this idea that is, sounds so simple, but when you kind of get into it, you realize that it's an idea that's really good for, for kids mm -hmm. who are suffering nature deficit disorder and distraction disorder due to technologies. Mm. It's really good for people with high stress careers, you know, ER nurses and doctors, uh, first responders, even people in the media who are, you know, dishing out the bad news of the day deal with post-traumatic stress. And so we all we all need to get our blue mind on mm. once in a while, because if you live in red mind, you will burn out. And we call that gray mind. That's the burnout uh, breakdown and you know depressed state that nobody wants to be in. So red right. mind is really useful. You know, it's productive. It's um, yeah, can we, how yeah, we flesh that out. What is what does red mind mean? Red mind is kind of our new normal where, you know, we have all kinds of information coming at us through all kinds of devices and screens all day long. And we're meant to process it and be productive, uh, stay on edge, keep pushing forward, keep leaning in uh, from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep. That's our new normal. Um, mm -hmm. Americans take very little vacation time. We leave a lot of vacation days on the shelf unused. Even when we do go on vacation, we stay tethered to the grids, yeah, tethered sure. to, to, to our devices. Uh, we, all, we all are familiar with this phenomenon. The result of that is that we're, uh, our patience is dropping. Our ability to do solitude is decreasing. We're extremely distracted. And, and a lot of people are feeling burnout. Mm -hmm. And that's gray mind. That's where red mind run amok. You end up burning out. And that's just the ashes. Um, so Blue Mind is the solution, you could say, or the remedy. And it simply means logging out, stepping away, uh, quieting your mind, mm. moving towards nature, to, towards the water. Yeah. Uh, if you can't get outside for some reason, 
try the bathtub or the shower. A pool works. Um, there's a whole bunch of things you can do. Uh, even the sound of water, uh, a recording of water, or your favorite um, photograph from a day at the beach or at the lake, those are all ways to access your blue mind yeah, so, uh, virtually. So that was going to be my question is, you know, there's a good percentage of, of every country where people are landlocked. Uh, what are these bare minimums? Is it, does it, 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 what, like, is a pool good in a pinch, but you really need to get to the ocean or, or what is, you know, or does that just, is that good enough if, if you're comfortable by a pool? Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm kind of ecumenical about water. If, if your water is the YMCA public pool, go for it. Right. If it's a creek that runs by your house, go for it. That's beautiful. Uh, if it's a farm pond, if it's Lake Michigan, downtown Chicago, boy, you're lucky. Love the, love the heck out of that water as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Get out there during your lunch break. Maybe right. it's a float spa or literally you know, closing the door in your bathroom and sitting in the bathtub with all of the things you want in there with you, the music, the candles, the glass of wine, whatever it is. I mean, that sounds, uh, that sounds that, amazing. <laughs> yeah, not anymore, right? It's like, yeah. you know, we forget. It's so easy to let all of these things just kind of drop on our, our to-do list and then right. fall off the to-do list. And then we find ourselves, you know, in burnout. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, um, it's an all of the above conversation. And, and I'm an ocean guy. I, I'm a marine Me biologist too. by training. And you know, I know you're into diving and surfing and all the things that I love. But if you're, if you're in Indiana, which where I went to college, you, you shouldn't feel bad that you're not near an ocean. Go explore the, the quarries. I learned to scuba dive in, a, in kind of a cold, murky quarry in wow. southern Indiana. And it got, it got me going. I, I paddled most of the lakes and rivers of the state. Um, there's some great waterways wherever you are, including places like Arizona, Nevada, Utah. Uh, there are springs. There are rivers. It rains sometimes. Uh, just be aware of the water that's that's around you. Um, don't don't stress out if if the, a great lake or an ocean is kind of far away. Just find your find your water, the, you know, the water that lights mm. you up. And uh, you know, I, I hear from people. Well, I'm kind of more of a mountain person than an ocean person. And the answer is cool. You know, when you go in the mountains, do you look for lakes and creeks and rivers? Right. Of course Obviously, you do. Yeah. You know, the trees are made mostly of water. Um, so just understanding that our water that that soothes our soul and sharpens our mind and boosts our creativity and connects us to each other. Yeah, it's everywhere. You just have to look for it and prioritize it. So yeah. how, how much of that do you think? You know, you, you mentioned earlier that the that we have these great memories of being by the beach. Like if, when you when you do look back on your life, you say, oh, OK, there's these great romantic moments by the water. There are these great, great memories by the water. Uh, but how much of that is a function of the fact that, you know, we were conditioned socially that these resorts by the water are prettier. And so we, they, therefore they become more romantic. And also we're more likely to be on vacation at the beach than we are to be working at the beach. Like does that, does being by the water, I guess, if you control in your studies for people that work high stress jobs, like let's say you work a high, let's say you're a power attorney in Honolulu. Are you getting the same benefits from being at the beach as somebody who's there on vacation? Yeah. So, you know, people who bring their very high levels of stress to the beach or even to the waves, you know, we've, we've been surfing. I'm sure you've had this experience. You find agro surfers in oh, the yeah. water and you go, wait a second, what's, why don't they have their blue mind on? Right. I always say, imagine if they didn't have the water, how much more agro they would be. So <laughs> it's maybe a, this is a, a, this is such surfer talk for our audience. Just <laughs> aggro is the, is when guys get really angry in the surf and like get really yeah. mad if you cut them off in the lineup if if you didn't see them or whatever. They're just people who like he's saying get really angry in the water. Red when everybody's yeah, when everybody's supposed to be just chill. These are the people that are yeah. not. And so I've I've heard people say, you know, what's up with that? Your blue mind theory is junk. You know, if they're mm -hmm. in the water and they're they're angry, right? And I, I always think, well, what? imagine if they didn't have that, mm -hmm. how much more mm -hmm. aggro they would be. So that's part of it. But to your point about culture, yes, of course, culture, uh, you know, advertisers have 
latched on to this blue mine concept and they use it to sell everything from cars to vacations mm -hmm. to pharmaceuticals to you name it just watch yeah. ads and they sell mountain dew you know uh depicting somebody going off a rope swing into a, a mountain lake right um so you know that's how that's how advertisers work they tap into our emotions but from a cultural perspective i've looked way back and thousands and thousands of years in basically every sacred text ever created, there's a reference to Blue Mind. Mm. You know, um, give you an example. Yes, please. Uh, the 20, 23rd Psalm, written 3,000 years ago by King David. Uh, it, that's the one that begins with, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Right. People very familiar with that. Right. That's Red Mind. The valley of the shadow of death, that's like, man, that's aggro. That's yeah. super aggro. <laughs> yeah. And so if you read on, it says, Get your butt down to the water and chill out. Mm -hmm. Say it, the Lord. Right there, it is. Right there. Yeah, though, I lay down in the valley of cool water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah, so sooth, the water soothes my soul. There it is. It's uh, not a new concept. Right. It's, it's cross cultural. Um, certainly, in places where water quality has diminished, it's harder to get your blue mind on. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's that's a rallying cry for protecting and restoring our lakes and our rivers and our oceans, uh, not an excuse to not talk about it. So this is a, yes, there's a cultural component, but there's also a universality. And uh, to even drill a little bit deeper, this is, I don't think I've shared this before. Um, I have this little collection of YouTube videos of non-human mammals getting their blue mind on. So we're talking about gorillas and chimps mm. and Labrador and elephants and big cats just having a blast in the water right and you if, you, if you're familiar with you know if you know your dog well mm -hmm. and it's a loving dog and you say the you know the word beach or ocean they start <laughs> wagging the tail right yeah. yeah you get out there and they just run a beeline to the water mm -hmm. uh that's joy that's that's an, an emotional response to to this this pleasurable feeling. So we're even as a species, as humans, we're not alone uh, in this regard. It's a uh, it, it goes beyond beyond humans. And mm -hmm. so, you know, that that emotional response to water really, you know, part of it is it's a signal that things are going to be OK. You know, it tells your brain there's there's water. Mm -hmm. If you don't have water, you don't live a week. Really, you're done. Yeah. So there's so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an Eagle Scout, and one of the things you learn when you do wilderness survival is you can go a long time without food. The first thing you mm -hmm. need to do is secure a source of fresh water. Right. And so our brains are really good at at detecting that signal, the sight and sound of water, first and foremost. Right. I mean, nowadays you just walk across your the building and you turn a knob and water right. comes out. Right. Um, it's a For relatively now. new phenomenon, right? right? So go back a few thousand years and it was really much less convenient. And our ability to, you know, find the water and treat it well and transport it and cherish it and even even uh, revere the water uh, was a matter of life and death. Yeah, I'm wondering so if the, that's where this comes from, right? Like this idea that I mean, I, I, cities grew, grow uh, by large bodies of water simply because that's where transportation was before we invented the internal combustion engine. But, yeah. um, but, uh, the, 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 uh, all of the stuff you're talking about, like the idea of our, our core, you know, emotional reaction to the sound of running water and to being in the water and to being near water. I wonder how much of that is, is a design to push us towards the water because it's required for life. Like it's just a, a symbiotic part of our lizard brain that grew up with us. Yeah, it's deep. I think it's about as deep as you, you can get as far as survival goes. And I've, I've done experiments, you know, if I'm speaking to a room, just imagine a thousand people in a, in a, in a meeting room. And I'll okay. say, uh, say I've, I've asked my assistants to close and lock the doors and take away all the water in the room for three hours. Then you'll get it back. And then I say, did your mouth just get really dry? <laughs> Mine did. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly. And yeah. they know that I didn't lock the doors. Their water bottle is still on the floor in front of them. 
they they haven't lost their water, but the mere suggestion of no water right. for just a few hours makes your mouth go dry, and it's instant. And so that just is a, a an example of how you didn't you didn't even have to think it through. And if you had thought it through, you would have said that's a joke. Right. I don't believe. It. Right. So it happens even subconsciously so quickly to your point, the reptilian brain mm -hmm. just goes, Oh no, right. What I need it. Even if I just had a big bottle, I don't want to go three hours without it. Right. And so that's really, you know, that, I guess that you could say that's the, that's the ground floor of blue mind. And then we build on top of that with, uh, memories, positive associations, um, if you have a high level of stress, then maybe your understanding of blue mind is even more acute because you, it's such a, a such an extreme between your normal and your relaxing mode. So you mm -hmm. really you know, cherish your your lap time in the pool or your your chance to go for a surf or or just a bath or a shower uh, mm -hmm. becomes even more important. Um, so you know, really, I think the conversation is is a nudge. It's a reminder, like a lot of things related to wellness. Uh, you know, we know it, we know we should exercise. We know we should eat better. We know we should have good social relationships, but we need reminders. I even need reminders. And I wrote, I wrote the book. <laughs> right, right. Well, and you know, I'm, I'm thinking too, like almost every writer that I respect talk, uh, talks about how much of their process involved. I mean, Aaron Sorkin said when he's writing at something, he takes several showers a day, um, yeah. in order to, in order to spurn that creativity. And I wonder how much of it too, it's just the nature of electronics, right? I mean, how much of our life is distracted by electronics and, and, you know, fun fact, electronics and water, even if, even if you think they're waterproof, electronics and water do not mix well. So you're sort of forced yeah. to unplug when you're in the water. Like, I, I, if I'm paddleboarding, I don't have a choice. You know, I, I, right. I can't be checking Twitter. Yeah, there's, there's, um, it's, it's as much as what water takes away or disallows as what it brings to us. It's a combination. To your point, that, you know, you're, you can't bring your, your iMac or your desktop, or even your laptop or your smartphone or tablet uh, on a free dive, it right. just doesn't work out very well. It's mm -hmm. a very expensive mistake. <laughs> I've, uh, I've made it. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, you forget it's in your pocket. Uh -huh. oh, right. And, and so it's really, it's about stepping away. You're, you're not going to be dealing with traffic generally on a paddleboard or during a scuba dive. Right. Um, and so it's, it's just kind of peeling away of all the things that make up our busy distracted, hectic, info overload day, including the technology, including voices of other people that mm. visual stimulation, billboards, uh, architecture, you may, you may love the architecture. Yeah, of but city, one but of my favorite pieces of architecture, by the way, is Frank Lloyd Wright falling water. A, oh, an entire are. house built around a moving creek that moved like it's, it's designed around the creek. So, yeah. you know, I'm with you. Even beautiful architecture, though, the, one of the most famous buildings ever built is based on water. And named after the water, which, you know, even when you're not there looking at it, you can say it like you just did. And it makes me feel right. something really nice just because it's also named falling water. Right. And so all these all of these different layers, you know, whether it's in our our architecture and our advertising, uh, in in our poetry, in our sacred texts, you find basically, you know, blue mind throughout and connecting the dots here and reminding people to bring, bring more of it in, into our lives. Uh, it's, it's generally free to do. Mm -hmm. Although if you're taking a big expensive vacation, that's different, but right. reconnecting with the water that's around you. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if you cross a bridge on your way to work on a yeah. bike, on foot, even in a car, just have a look at the water and appreciate it for a few minutes or a few seconds. Uh, you know, thank the engineer who engineered the bridge that gave you that view and look out over the river or the, the, the bay that you cross over mm -hmm. and just enjoy it. Um, those are just little things you can do on, on the daily. And then there are the things you can do weekly, monthly, and maybe once a year to bring more blue mind into your, into your red minded life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just was going back while you're talking that to, to Psalm 23 and this, the idea that you said before, where in the beginning of that Psalm, 
he's you know it's a poem right all the psalms are poems and songs and they are and this is you know he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters that's just a calming thing and that is what the that's what he writes you know that's what david's writing to show the peace that comes from it that's that's the that's the metaphor that's being used and and so i i agree with you i think it's it's just um it's it's built into us in this uh subconscious deep 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 way my yeah, question and, and go ahead. he didn't need he didn't need the neuroscientist to say hey you know david let me let me edit your psalm uh <laughs> so you so you get the science right right it, it was human experience right. and and as a result literally one of the most uh famous pieces of prose ever mm-hmm. that that song yeah and uh because it because it, it has usefulness because there's a message in there that's really powerfully useful mm-hmm. for our, our emotional and mental health right yeah yeah okay so i mean i i i buy obviously you know we we talked a little bit before we started this interview that i i buy into this i have grown up i, I was a swimmer in high school played water polo in high school and college i've been surfing my whole life now that i'm older uh you know here <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I use you, you surf the the idea of being mm-hmm. able to I, I don't get in the water as much as I used to. So I, I don't really surf anymore because um, I, my shoulders just die paddling out now. So I do I do stand up paddle boarding, <laughs> but I feel yeah. all of this stuff and, and I don't yeah. have time with the way my life is now to get up at five o'clock every morning and hit the waves like I did when I was a teenager. So yeah. what can I you know, wh- wh- where are some of these bare minimums? And uh, and passive ways that I can, it, while I'm going through my red mind, find these blue mind moments. Is a motivational poster with a picture of a wave and a lighthouse enough? I wouldn't say it's enough, but it's a start. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, if you have um, water art in your life, that's great. If you don't, add some uh, in the round. I call that virtual blue mind or virtual water. Mm. Uh, it can be a painting, a photograph, uh, something on a screen. A VR experience, um, but it's it's a virtual depiction of of the water you love. But you know, if there's a body of water that you really love, that just thinking about it makes you happy, just put a picture of it on your wall. Put a painting of it on your wall. Mm. Uh, dig up some a poem about that water, and look at it once in a while. Read it out loud. Uh, those are really simple, again, free, easy ways to get get your your blue mind on. And then, you know, the waterways that are close to home that you can walk to that, you know, may not be the Pacific or the Atlantic or the Indian Ocean, um, but it's a sweet little pond with ducks. Mm-hmm. Go out there. Uh, I, you know, I have two daughters. They're teenagers now, so we can do scuba diving and surfing and, mm-hmm. and you know, some bigger sports. But when they were little, there were a whole bunch of things we loved to do, just, you know, mucking around in the creek, uh, going, going and feeding the ducks. Um, doing, you know, simple aquatic things. Uh, I think for me, one of the great joys is be a guide, bring, teach somebody what you know, teach a, a friend or a colleague, maybe somebody who didn't grow up the way you did in terms of your relationship with water, introduce them to stand up paddleboarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to fall down. You're going to laugh. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be crazy. And they're just going to expand their understanding of themselves and the planet uh kids you know so many kids are you know suffering from from technology addiction yeah and don't even look up long enough to go get in the water right or or really don't want to because they can't bring their device uh grab a kid grab a neighbor a nephew uh, if, you, if you have kids with, grandkids. Per- with permission don't just grab yes, a kid everybody. absolutely absolutely <laughs> yes and and I'd say don't grab them, just uh, invite them, and, <laughs> uh, and say, hey, you know, I want to I want to show you something that has been really important to me. Yeah, uh, it's called blue mind. It's a feeling you get when you're around the water. Um, I mean, I, you know, I have to say, I our our sort of big audacious vision is that every teacher in the world will teach their students about their students' own blue mind mm. wherever they are. What if we all understood this and had various kinds of access to to the benefits of water? But if we all understood that idea, uh, it would it would be transformative. So 
you know, taking someone to see the ocean for the first time or to get to learn to swim or to get up on a paddleboard to jump into a lake um, with your help as a guide uh, is so important. And they'll never forget it. Right. Literally. And and they'll remember, wow, I learned to swim um, on that day in that body of water. Uh, So those are those are a few things I, I think. Um, we can all kind of try to do. I have this, uh, this, it's an air compressor and, uh, it's, it's designed for people who clean swimming pools for a living. Um, but it's basically, it's just a surface compressor with, with these regulators that go off of it. And I take, my kids are not old enough to scuba dive like yours. Um, but I take them under with a regulator and my oldest daughter, uh, can stay under for two hours. I have to pry her out of the water. Uh, and she is a different person when that's going on. She's got some, yeah. uh, we'll say some emotional processing issues, but when she's in the water, it is a, she's a totally different girl. I can, I can totally relate as a, as a kid, I stuttered, uh, I'm, I'm adopted. Um, uh, so on land, I, I didn't really want to talk to, to people very much. And when I got underwater, um, you know, those emotional issues just kind of went away. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever asks you questions underwater, so you don't have right, to right. stutter through an answer. And it's just a peaceful place. And, and there's a lot of kids dealing with various kinds of anxieties and, and, and pressures that um, if they learn to swim, learn to be safe and competent mm-hmm. in the water, it would open up a whole new kind of therapy, if you will, yeah. or just a, a, an escape. Um, and the flip side of this whole conversation, which is kind of where I professionally I started from, is that if we have this understanding that water is medicine for those who need it most and the rest of us, then maybe we'll take care of our waterways better. Maybe we'll treat it differently. Maybe we'll view it through a different lens. Mm-hmm. And instead of seeing it as a place that it's okay to dump stuff right. or you know, let a, let our pollution go into, we'll see it as that through that kind of sacred perspective where we say, well, that's our, that's the water that gives us life, but it also heals us when we need it, helps mm. us relax, gives us romance and creativity. Yeah. And you know, if that's, if that just becomes common knowledge, uh, I, I can imagine a, a bigger effort to, uh, take care of, this place could be called our, our right. home, you know? Right. I mean, there's nothing yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, we've talked again, uh, I'll bring it up again, but you and I both spend time surfing and when you're, when you're in the water and you come, there's something so disturbing about seeing the trash in the water with you while you were surfing. Um, oh yeah. It, it, you, know, you feel it on your body. It, it not only does it freak you out for a second cause it does feel foreign in the water, but it also is just kind of gross. Like you're seeing all kinds of stuff there. Uh, cigarette butts and plastic, you know, plastic containers. And it is, it's, uh, it's heartbreaking to be having one of those moments. And and it actually feels very, very intrusive, uh, when you're in the water to see that stuff, I find. Yeah, that's a, it quickly, there's actually some studies that have been done that, that quantify what you just described that you, if you go to the water for bliss, for relaxation, for family time, for connection, and what you find is trash and you spend your hours looking at it or even cleaning it up right then that kind of disallows the you know the emotional benefits and replaces them with red mind and mm. I, I do a lot of cleanups and i have to say i'm never you know i'm never feeling really good about cleaning up trash right right I'm right, really right, feeling right resentful or you know my kids are grossed out and they're like dad why why do we always have to clean up trash at the beach? Um, they, you know, and they're arguing with me and it's not a, not a joyful experience. It feels maybe a little self-righteous. You feel a sense of accomplishment, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily feel blue mind until the beach is clean. Right. Right. And it's just back to the, what it should be. And think about how know, much that, more peace you find or feel when you find that secluded beach, that that one that nobody knows about. I mean, there, there's so much more to that than uh, when you're at like the, the really crowded beach with blankets and, and people's trash all over the place. Yeah, it's distracting. And it, if you if you take all of your 
you know, your red mind distractions and you plop them down on the beach, it might be a little bit better, you know, the nice view, but that's, you know, I, I guess, I, I guess there's another comparison here. I, I see some people sometimes getting in the water, but they're, it's, it's quantified. They're counting minutes and laps and mm. they've got devices measuring everything. So they're kind of bringing red mind into it, red mind mode to the water. And then they've, right. you know, they've got 30 minutes to be on the water and really get their heart rate up and then they get off. And, you know, that's a good workout, but if you're missing kind of the, uh, the emotional benefits and the, you know, the real true reset button that water also gives us where you leave all the, the numbers and technology behind yeah, and just hit that mindfulness state for a minute or two. I mean, I'm with you, but even when I was swimming competitively, having your head, your face in the water and, and, and the, there's, um, there's a white noise that happens of, of just the water rushing past your ears. And, and there's, there's yeah. a, so it kind of blocks additional sensory input. Uh, and even if you're focused on your time, on your splits and on your strokes and all of the, all of the little things that, that go into, uh, you, you're talking about quantifying and making it competitive. I yeah. still, I still get out of there with a different kind of refreshment than I get other places. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's very different than maybe going into a crowded gym and going yeah. on, on a, a stairmaster or, right. you right. know, in any kind of indoor gym workout. It's absolutely. I, my daughter swims uh, at her high school, and and I can tell during the season her brain is different, her mood is different, her thinking is more clear than when it's not swim season. Yeah, uh, it's just. It's just absolutely clear to me. And is that different uh, than just exercise alone for her? Like if she stays and she hits the gym and as long as she gets her heart rate up, is that different for her in your anecdotal? It's different. Opinion? You know, she does, she'll go to a spin class and, you know, they'll, they'll jam the music and mm -hmm. a crowd on bikes in a room and it's fun and you get the endorphin rush. But there really is a, uh, I think when you add that, that sense of solitude that you described that, you, you know, you put your face underwater and yeah, you, you're, it's the, the, you know, the jam is not happening. It's not, you're not hearing the, you know, the, that bass and that, mm -hmm. you know, a soundtrack, right. <laughs> soundtrack right, right, right. Is, is internal, it's just a which is a, um, a, you know, it's a mindfulness practice. And, yeah. and, you know, I say we all need some, whatever you want to call it, some sort of mindfulness, prayerful coming practice in our mm -hmm. lives mm -hmm. or, or we're just going to explode and yeah. burn out. And uh, swimming can be it. That can be your your mindfulness practice. And, you know, we, we know surfers who would say that's my practice. Oh, that's no, my mindfulness question. Practice. no question. No question. And that's and, and you can really tell the difference, too. If you have somebody in your life who is a surfer, uh, and, I, and I, there's all these... This, <laughs> there are some are, are some quintessential, uh, stereotypical portrayals of surfers, right? Yeah, um, certainly. And, and, and most of them involve kind of when the surfer gets right out of the water and has yeah. what people in the surfing community call the stoke, and they're just, which, yeah. is, which is kind of what we're talking about, right? Which is this hyper uh, enthusiastic and joyful expressiveness about, about the water that they were just in. And that's kind of, a, yeah. a, um, but it's, it's really true, man. If you've had an experience in the water or you've had a really good meditative time in the water, you are going to become like the surfer. Maybe you don't use the same vernacular. Maybe you don't have that same, you know, uh, drawl, that surfer drawl, like the, oh, bro. Um, but but it is it is an enthusiastic, an, an, uh, enthusiastic experience. I mean, I, I've, I, yeah. I've had it so many times, and, and we all know that feeling. It's just, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing that you've, that you've chosen to, or found a way to quantify. Yeah, and I think quantify it and also give it a name because mm -hmm. uh, it's important to, name things if you, mm -hmm. if you don't have a name for something it's hard to talk about it and it gets a little bit wishy-washy and I, i've heard from a lot of people read blue mind they say i thought i was the only one who felt this way yeah and then i read your book and i realized i'm not alone yeah and i think the reason why people feel alone in terms of their emotional connection to water is that we just didn't have the right words to describe uh -huh. it and, and when you have a name for it then you can have a hashtag and then you can, you know, right. connect with other people who 
who say, wow, yeah, Blue Mind is an important part of my life. The, irony, have- the irony of having a hashtag for, <laughs> for the mind-clearing effects of water is not lost on me. I'm going to say I, I like technology, um, <laughs> and I'm really, really glad most of it still has an off switch yeah. and uh, is mostly not waterproof. Right. Um, and so use the technology. Use the technology to share your Blue Mind experiences. Yeah to encourage others to do to do so and then log out you know close it down and go get in the water is kind of the message yeah there is a physiological reaction that we haven't talked about um that is that is well documented in all mammals uh and, and it is shown to lower our heart rate immediately that's the mammalian dive reflex um, that's right how much of i mean wh- where do you think that comes from uh, from uh, from an evolutionary perspective, and and how much does you think that is a part of what we're talking about? It's a, I think it's a, an important part. But, you know, we were talking about the the role of water in survival and how we have this instinctive need and ability to to find it and mm-hmm. position ourselves relative to it. And then this mammalian dive response or dive reflexes is simply your your body's response to you know just a splash of cold water. It could be as simple as as a sink and a splash of cold water or you know, a, a, a cold shower, certainly if you jump in a cold lake and your body gets ready for being submerged for an un, undetermined period of time. Right. And for, for diving mammals, that's adaptive and a normal part of their day as far as moving around and, and looking for food. Um, it's something that, that we have on board in ourselves. And that if you train it, you can become, you know, a, a better free diver. You can become calmer in the water, and it, you know, it's simply, you know, your 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 body is is preparing itself in terms of its resources for a, a lack of external oxygen, and it mm. gets very efficient uh, in in terms of the onboard oxygen. So it'll shunt blood flow to, you know, your your critical organs. You'll slow your slow your heart rate. So you're obviously you're going to slow your slow and stop your breathing rate. And that's just this instant, you know, you don't have to think about doing it. It just happens. Uh, instant response to the water. Um, so that's that's part of it. Certainly when you touch the water and uh, not just looking out on the water, but when you touch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, even even if you're standing at the edge of the water, visually and auditorily, the amount of information that's coming into your brain for processing is at, at least simplified and usually diminished. So the horizon, there may be a boat, there right, may be some fish. Right. Uh, the sound is rhythmic. You mentioned the white, I call it blue noise because it's sort of structured right. white noise. Sure, that's sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you think that's it why so many up. people do nautical themed, uh, you know, decorations in their, in their houses, even if they live nowhere near the beach. Yeah, if it, if it if it inspires you and to think about you know being by the beach, even though you, you know it's the case, maybe you might be in Indiana, for example, um, just, yeah, using for your example. own life, for example. Yeah, it's nostalgic. Um, you know, I think nostalgia is powerful. Whether it's music or you, the water you love, mm-hmm. as we get older, we we rely on it more and more. Yeah. So those those things, those you know, visuals. The sounds, a uh, little Jimmy Buffett, perhaps, or Jack Johnson <laughs> singing, singing yeah. kind of songs that you associate with but, being on the beach or being and, on a boat. And think about how relaxing the concepts of like beach music are. Nobody's right. listening. Even the up-tempo songs are pretty relaxed rel- like relative to other up-tempo songs. It, they're, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same vibe. Yeah, if you, if you just search for, you know, music with ocean in the lyrics... It's almost universally chill, yeah, or yeah. it's peaceful. It's you know not not uh, aggravating uh, or aggressive. Almost universally, it, it's uh, it's calming. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you think snow has the same impact? Like I, I've had I ski and I've had the same experience coming off of the mountain while and there's no liquid water at that point. Uh, yeah. Do Do you think that has a similar impact? I think snow, ice. Uh, fog, rain, oh, wow. clouds, they're all, you know, 
let's go back to like third grade science class, uh, solid liquid gas, the three states of water. Yes to all of them. Mm. Um, I love when you, when you're in a place and you get all three. So you've got a, you know, maybe a lake that's frozen with some snow in the ground and some, some, um, they call it sea smoke up in the great lakes, sort of like a, a fog steaming off, off the water. Mm. Uh, it's amazing. It's just mesmerizing. And you're, drinking, fog. and you're drinking tea with ice cubes in it. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, even, you know, the the foggy mornings here on the central California coast, mm-hmm. you know, some people complain about the fog. I, I love it. Oh, I um, think Big Sur in that area, it's magical. Yeah, just watching it roll in and mm-hmm. and then and then then literally breathing it in. That's all that water vapor in the in in the air uh, that goes into your lungs. It's just it's just awesome. And so yes, to ice and snow and and clouds and and fog, uh, and then of course liquid water as well. Right, right, which is the main thing. Are you do you are you going to create an app with like water sounds and pictures of the ocean, or or do you have like online videos and meditations that involve this stuff there's so much you know i've thought about creating an app and then i you know the reality is if you look at some of the existing very popular sort of mindfulness meditation you know calming apps they all use water imagery and water yeah sounds. they do they do and uh if you go to youtube you can find a you can press play and and have a 10 hour ocean sound video that can you can put on so there's a there's just so much content like this out there um, available for Mm. anyone just to grab it the um they're also you know there's some kind of cool it's kind of technology but if you're if you're far from the water and you want to get a a feel for this blue mind thing there are different led lamps that'll do kind of a you know like a a little light display on your on your ceiling at night that's kind of kind of like reflection of water kind of feel. And um, there's all kinds of little things you can you can bring into your, yeah. into your like little desktop fountains um, that you can add, you know, to your to your home uh, just to just to bring in a kind of a water a water feature if you don't have it readily available. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, our guest today, Wallace J. Nichols, Ph.D., Marine biologist uh, and the book again with uh, we'll link to it in the show notes uh, is Blue Mind and we've talked about I think uh, pretty exhaustively today the the benefits uh, and and the relationship that we have to water so go ahead and check that book out if you want to go a little bit deeper but I, I it's something we all know uh, intrinsically and and uh, I, I love being able to discuss this and put a fine point on it uh, before I let you go two things one is where can people follow up with you. I'm easy to find uh, on on social media at Wallace J Nichols um, or uh, at Blue Mind Company. Uh, either of those URLs as well. Um, I love keeping this conversation going. So if people have creative ideas, applications, for how to bring more Blue Mind into their their life and their work, just get in touch. Uh, uh, the art of collaboration is sort of what we do, mm. and uh, our goal is to literally make sure every single person understands their blue mind. Uh, I think it's it's a big, useful idea. Links yeah. to all of the social media networks uh, for, for Wallace in the, for Dr. Nichols, excuse me, in the, uh, in the show notes. You guys can click on that and follow up with him. You mentioned just now to bring more blue mind into our lives. Is there a limit to how much we should do? Do we need the red mind? Like, do, do, we, do we need that contrast? I, yeah, it's a, you know, it's, I wouldn't call it quite a balance because at least in my life, it, it never really seems to be in balance. It seems mm-hmm. to be more creative disequilibrium. But I think right. you, you want to, you want to bring. You know, I, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody if they need more blue mind or less blue mind. They, right. you know, just take a calm moment and think about it, mm-hmm. and listen, listen to your heart, and you'll know if there's, you know, you mentioned, you know, and I, as a dad you dial back on some of the things that give you the most joy because of other responsibilities. Um, figure out a way to bring it back in, even if it's in a more efficient way. Uh, take your kids and go do those things you love to do that maybe haven't done it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's that's the the recipe is um, if you feel like you need more, you probably need more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you feel right. like you're surfing too much and and slacking, 
then you're probably surfing too much. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, one last question, and I'm pretty sure I know what your answer is going to be, but I ask it to everybody, so I'm going to ask it to you too. What is one thing that people can start doing today that will make their lives a whole lot better? Yeah, I think ask yourself about your your question, your your relationship with water. Uh, listen, listen to the answer you come up with, and then prioritize it. Uh, just add add more water time, whatever that means to you, whether it's the solid, the liquid, the gas. You know, the domestic or the wild kind, whatever it is, add, add more of it uh, to your life and and uh, you'll you'll find, you know, the joy increase, your productivity increase, your creativity, your romance, your relationships. Um, it all it all flows. Yeah. Love it. Well, I've taken up enough of your time today. Uh, thank you so much. And, and hopefully we can continue this conversation some more. Maybe next time by Body One. That sounds great. Love to do that. Thank you so much for uh, for the chat. What I like most about this, Gib, is that it's an excuse for me. Right. I could just hold this right up. So we're going to the beach. Yeah, right. So I want to get my blue mind. You, you look. We know when we need it. That's his point. You know when you need it, and you know you. Everybody knows intrinsically how it feels to be by a body of water. Double down on it. Go for it, uh, and and just accept that you need it. And and tell tell the people in your life. Look, I need a blue mind day. I need to go sit by the pool. I need to go sit by the by the ocean. Whatever. So so when I was when I was uh, feeling sick, right? It was the only thing that would because uh, I was uh, chemo. Uh, the only thing that would they tried all kinds of drugs on me and it didn't work. Uh, Connie and Gib tried pot on me. I was just sort of a high sick person, and uh, and so we figured out it was water, right? So I call. I decide that I want to live underwater. Mm-hmm. And so, I, so I, I called up a, a pool. I may have had a beer. I called up a pool maintenance uh, company, and I said, uh, "Hey, have you got any of uh, these uh, scuba things that last forever that I can uh, stay underwater?" And they said, uh, "Oh yeah, dude, when, when we clean the uh, the pools, we have a, a compressor, and you can put your you can put the uh, thing on there. The, what do they call that? The regulator." Yeah, and you can stay under. He said, "Do you want one?" And I said, uh, "How much is it?" And they told me. I said, "Oh boy." So I said, "Yeah, I'm, I want to do that. I'm gonna stay underwater." And so I ordered two regulators right. just in case you wanted to hang out. And so I tried it. It's amazing, right? You just put a weight belt on, and you can be underwater for as long as the power doesn't go out in your house. Uh, and what happens? Gib and his daughter commandeer this thing, right. and every time they come over, we never see them because they're underwater getting their blue mind on. Right. I told I told Dr. Nichols about that. I can't remember if I said it in the interview or afterwards about how and it helps my oldest daughter with her with her emotional processing stuff. Right. She's a much better kid after she's been underwater for two hours. Uh, she doesn't tug on her siblings as much. She's, she's <laughs> it, 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 tug it on them. You mean hold them underwater. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to be I'm trying to be kind. But yes, no. It's uh, it is it is it is the best invention ever because it allows you to be in the water and get your blue mind on without being in the actual ocean. Anyway. Uh, I, I love Should it. I start the music over again or no? You good? I, I can go quickly. That's it for our show today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like the show, please rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please tell a friend about it. Also, you can follow up with us at facebook.com slash John Tesh. It's where we spend the most of our time doing videos, etc. John is also on Twitter at John Tesh, on Instagram at John Tesh underscore IFYL. I don't feel like I take responsibility for missing the, the post on that one. No, Just here you go. So late. Uh, I- <laughs> Drum solo. Go ahead. Uh, that's the auto cue right there. Uh, also, uh, you can follow up with me at, at Gib Gerard on Instagram and Twitter or Facebook.com slash Gib Gerard. I try to respond to every comment or DM about the show uh, because I like to, if you guys have suggestions for guests or if you have topics that you want us to cover, I, I try to respond to everything that you guys send us because, again, we're, it's a show that we do for you. And one of the cool things about this medium is that it is an interactive medium. So please reach out with uh, as much as or as little as you want to talk about. I've had people ask follow-up questions about the ketogenic diet, and I try to answer all of those about how I do it and how they uh, how they can apply it into their own lives, and also follow up with our guests by clicking all of the links in the show notes. I I I, I ran I tried I ran it up so fast yeah, trying to get I to know. the post. Well, we just say now, hi. Let's say to hi, uh, hi to Hiram Lazar from Compass Media, yep. CFO of Compass. Like, he yeah, listens yeah, to the yeah, show, yeah. and uh, uh, you know I, I think uh, I think I'm just going to let you you hit the post. Well, That's it for my show. Well, you know what I'm going to do here is because I'm really dying to do like my uh, my hip hop thing again. Oh, you're going to rap on top of well, it? No, 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 no. But just it's just it's like can, can you think of a dad joke? Because I'll do the uh, I'll do the uh, uh, the guffaw drum thing. I, oh, you know, let's I, just let it finish here. Thank you. Okay, no, go go ahead. We've made, we've turned it in the post into such an annoying thing for the listeners. Uh, I just you just bought me that dad joke book. Uh, uh, oh, uh, drummer tells his mom when I grow up. 
I want to be a drummer. Mom turns to him and says, well, well, son, you have to pick one. You can't do both. <laughs> that, was, that was terrible. The joke, you, the you joke can't was grow good. up and be the, a drummer. I know. The joke was great. It was just the, the, the thing. It was like, I was supposed to go, wait, wait, wait. Wait, sorry. Sorry. There's it. Okay. Fun, fun with your home radio kit yeah. in the John yeah. Radio Studio. Erased podcast now. <laughs> the meat's behind us.